Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where our mission is to get shit done. I am your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about systematizing your biz. So our topic today came from um, my own life events that affected how I do business, uh, why I do it the way I do it, and why it's so important to have systems and processes and workflows in place. And sometimes I throw out words and people are like, I don't know what that means. Um, And so part of what I wanted to do was actually define some of the things that I talk about. So what we're going to cover, I'll give you kind of the highlights and then we'll, we'll dive into the stuff. So what does systematizing your business mean to me? Um, We'll do a little system versus process. We'll look at the definitions of that and then process versus workflow. We're going to look at that as well. Um, And then we're going to talk about why it's important to have a system in place, a process in place, a workflow in place before you start looking for, shopping for, picking out, implementing tech, why you should do it in that order and not the other way around like so many people tend to do. Um, And then I'll give you some examples of how I've systematized my biz. And in particular, I'm going to talk about um, blogging and podcasting. They're they're pretty close, um, just with a few uh, differences. Obviously, blogging is writing, podcasting is talking, and in my case, recording videos. Um, So that's what we're going to cover today. And let's just jump right into it. Now, if you are watching the video version of this, um, obviously, if you're just listening to the podcast version, you can't see me, but I'm going a little bit casual today. (laughs) Um, I'm in, I'm still in my office, but I'm in like my cozy corner. I have an office futon with like pillows and stuff where sometimes I just don't want to be sitting at my desk. Um, I just want to be real comfortable. Um, And sometimes that corresponds with the day where I'm really in the mood to be making these videos and doing these podcasts. So I decided, why not? Let's just do it from the futon. (laughs) So what does systematizing your business mean to me? So for me, what it means to be systematized is to have as many things in your business in place that free you up to do the revenue generating things. Um, I know this might skew a little bit more towards service-based businesses because we tend to be the most concerned with our time because our time is money um, when we're doing one-to-one things. Um, But even when you're doing group things, your time is still money. So it's, it's all those things that you have set up in your business that allow you to focus the most on the revenue generating stuff. Because if you're spending all your time just doing your marketing, or if you're spending all your time just doing admin or your bookkeeping or whatever it is, that is time that you're not making money. (laughs) And so if you're not making money, pretty soon you won't be doing any marketing or admin because you won't have a business, right? And as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, you might be in a position where you can't afford to outsource yet, or um, you 
can outsource some things, but not all of them. And so you want to free up your time as much as possible. And the beauty of um, technology, online software, apps, phones, all these things is that we have all these tools in place that can help us systematize. That's what they are designed for. Computers, in, in the most benevolent sense, are supposed to be able to make our lives easier and better, right? <laughs> now, a lot of you out there who don't like tech are thinking all technology does is frustrate me and make my life more difficult. <laughs> and so um, I don't have an answer to that because it doesn't matter what I say, you're, you're, you're not going to buy it anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm talking to the people out there who um, they know technology can help their business out, can free up their time, can automate things. Maybe they just, they don't know how or they don't have the time to do all the research to look into those things. Um, but they are very interested, you are very interested in how that kind of stuff can help your business, improve your business. So before I get into um, examples and, and things like that, I want to break down systems, processes, and workflows because I know, and I'm totally guilty of this, I talk about those things and sometimes I use them interchangeably. Um, and I wanted to actually kind of define what they each mean so that when I'm giving you the examples that maybe it sticks in your brain a bit better or you can see in your business where these things might come in handy. Um, so actually I googled and I found some definitions. So let's do system versus process first because the way the way I always defined it in my head it was kind of it was a hierarchy right you have a system then a process and then a workflow. Um, I'm happy to report that I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do, let's start with system versus process. Um, and so the easiest way to do it is to actually define process first. So um, this, this is from, I'm reading right off of Google. So this is from planplusonline.com. So processes are all of the related activities inside the system that work together to make it function. It's important that processes are efficient at what they do so that the system can run efficiently. So processes are the sequence of activities intended to produce a particular result. So it's almost like at a really, really high level, you could almost think of your business as the system. And then the things that you do to make money and keep your business running are the processes. Um, if, if that's, if that helps you kind of wrap your head around those definitions, um, I kind of, that's kind of like a macro level, right? Like I tend to go a bit more, a bit more in depth. And I think of those processes, I think of those as my systems. And then within those, I have processes. So like you might have a marketing system, or like that's how I think of it. And then so within that system, there are processes. So instead of my business being the system um, and marketing being the process, for me, marketing is the system. And then the things that I do within that are the processes. 
you def- you figure that out how you want. And there's nothing to say. I don't, I've never read anything that said that you can't think of it in both ways at the same time. Right? So go ahead if that's what you want to do. So that's system versus process. But then let's do process versus workflow. Because I think this was this was the one that I probably had the most difficulty with for a long time. Um, and you know, there were times where I was like, oh, process and workflows are the same thing. Um, but now with all the technology and things, they're kind of, the definition is kind of going like this a bit. So they're a little bit more um, uniquely defined. So again, I'm going to read something off to you. Um, this is from, I don't know how to pronounce. It's either heflow or heflow.com. Go find it if you want to check them out. So, business processes. We can define business processes with a sequence of activities subdivided into tasks. That's very important. Ordered in a logical way with cause and effect relations between them and with the objective of delivering a product, service, information, decision, or other output to an internal or external customer. So... Processes have a little bit more detail and definition because they are the things that make the system work, right? And again, your processes, they can be something that's going to affect a customer. It could be something that's just going to affect you. It could be something that's going to affect a team member, Um Right, like you probably have a process in place for what happens when you bring new customers on board, or you have a process in place for hiring an employee or firing an employee. Um, like there's a process there, like there are steps that you need to take. Um, and so even if you don't have things documented, you have processes whether you know it or not. Um, it's just how consistent are you with those processes? <laughs> if they're all in your brain, you might not be as consistent as you think you're being. Um, so that's the process. So what's the workflow? Because a lot of people might hear that definition go, well, that's a workflow. And so this website defines workflow like this. And this, this really fits into what I do and how I think about things. So workflow is a set of technologies and tools that enable documents, information, and activities and tasks to flow appropriately in a company department, in a company or a department of a company. Um, those involved in the process follow a sequence and practice certain procedures so that they can achieve the process objectives. So it's almost like the process is what happens, the workflow is how it happens, right? Um, and I like to think of it that way. So your process is the steps. So you do A and then you do B and then you do, or A happens and B happens and C happens. The workflow is how those things happen. So how does A get done? And then how does that trigger B to start? And then how does B happen? And then how does B trigger C to start? And then when that's done, your process is done and then that part of the system has worked effectively. Um, so that's why um, that's why I talk about 
workflows and processes a lot because I talk about not just the steps that you need to get something accomplished, but also what tools you're going to use to help that be more efficient, to help that that process get complete. Okay, so I hope that helps. <laughs> and when I get into some examples, I'll kind of show you how I break that down inside my business. Um, before we get into the examples, though, again, I'm, I kind of touched on this. It's important to understand your system and to have your processes in place before you start looking for technology, for apps, for software. Um, here's what's happened. Here's what happens when you, you want to get something done. And so you say, Hey, what's the best tool for whatever it might be. And then someone comes back at you and says, Oh, I use this. It's amazing. So you sign up and you start using it. What probably is going to happen is that you're very quickly going to realize, Oh, well, this actually doesn't work for me because reason one, two, three, four, five, um, my business doesn't work this way. And so, you know, these features of whatever this tool is are great, but I don't use these and I need something else. So you might try to make your process fit whatever that tool is. That's one solution. Um, and I'm not saying that's always a bad thing. Sometimes that's just the way it got to be. Um, but the problem with that is that if you're trying to fit your process to match up with a tool that's not necessarily designed to work that way, it might cause you frustration. It might cause things to go wrong. Um, it might actually in the end slow things down because you're trying to do all these workarounds and make things fit together that aren't necessarily meant to fit together. And it can cause more trouble than it's worth. Then you get frustrated and you go, well, I hate this tool. Well, the problem wasn't with the tool. It was with that you tried to use the tool and it wasn't the best one for you. Um, sometimes you get lucky and you pick a tool and it actually does work perfectly for you. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty rare. Um, and so this is why you have to have a process in place. Because if you have all the steps worked out of what you need to do to get something done, when you start to go shopping for a tool or you start asking for recommendations, you can be super, super specific about what you need. Because it's no good to have 50 people telling you, oh, you should use this tool when it doesn't do any of the things that you need. Um, and that's why there are so many tools out there. They don't all do exactly the same thing. Um, sometimes they have different features. Sometimes they do the same things, but in a different way. And so, uh, like, it's because our brains work differently. Or they're designed for certain industries. You know, they're, I've, I've evaluated a lot of project management tools. And... You know, there's there's a project management tool out there that was kind of created specifically with photographers in mind. 
And so it works a certain way. And so when you have another business and you're trying to fit into that, sometimes there's certain ways about how that software works that it's like, well, but I do services. And so this, this doesn't quite work. How can I make this work? But if I was a photographer, it would be like a no brainer and everything would work exactly the way I need it to. There are project management systems out there that were designed by software developers because they needed something to that worked for them and so they created a product and now they're selling it and so it works great for other software developers but if you're a coach who's trying to manage projects maybe it doesn't quite work for you so there's all these there's all these things out there that they're saying they're the best they have lots of advocates um but just because they're popular or because someone you know uses it and loves it doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. So it might not be right for your industry. It might not have the features you need. It might not be right for the way your brain works. And so the best example I can give of this and something that's always blown me away. Um, Canva versus PicMonkey. <laughs> and so a lot of you out there might be familiar with one or both of these tools. And so there, I like, I like Canva. And I know someone who I thought was pretty similar to me in terms of the way our brains worked when it came to business. She hates Canva. She likes PicMonkey. Opening up the PicMonkey website hurts my brain. I can't use it. Don't like it. And I was like, okay, but we're so similar in so many other aspects. What, why does she hate Canva and love PicMonkey? And I love Canva and hate PicMonkey. And it came down to, well, the user interface and kind of how you design things inside those two tools is quite different. Like at the end of the day, yes, you're uploading photos, you're adding text, you're adding filters, but the way they work is different and it appeals to different people because our brains are different right now I have no idea if it you know if we got into like the brain science of it I don't know like left brain versus right brain I maybe it has something to do with that I don't know but I just know people's brains are different enough that two tools that do the exact same thing but look or work differently are going to appeal and so even though those two tools might be competitors um, they're actually appealing to two completely different set of audiences. So um, anyway, I don't want to get too far off topic. <laughs> but this is why you need to know what what you want before you go shopping, right? Like don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry because you're just going to buy everything, including a whole bunch of crap you don't need. But if you have a list and you know what you're looking for, you're in and out, you did it faster, and you saved money, and then you're happy. And that's the perfect analogy, I think, for creating a process and then looking for the tech that fits it the best. Um, so I have... Um, I have some other resources 
I'll share them in the show notes about um, how to choose the best software. I've talked about it in a few different places. And so kind of at a really high level, that's what I'm talking about right now. Like there are things that you need to do before you start looking for tech. Um, And you should do these things before you start looking for tech. There is, there's a bit of wiggle room. If, if whatever you need to do, if you have a process that you're trying to accomplish, that's really simple. You know, like you want to, you have, um, you want to do more inspirational quotes on Instagram. And so at a really basic level, you need to either take some photos or find some photos. You need to add the quote on there. Make sure you are giving credit to whoever said it. Oh my god. Give credit, people. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that whole thing with a can of worms. And then, because you made that, you put that image together. Also give yourself a little bit of credit. Um, put your URL, your business name, your logo, your watermark, or whatever it is, somewhere on the image. And then post it. So, you know, that's a pretty simple process. Oh, you also have to find the quote. That might be, that might be part of your process. That might be a separate part. Um, so that in itself, because that's so simple, maybe you do start looking for, okay, what app on my phone is gonna, you know, is good for making quote graphics. But if it's something really intense, like what's your client onboarding process? Do your process first before you start um, shopping for things that will do like proposals and CRMs and all of that because it is, let me tell you from experience, it is a nightmare trying to fit a really complicated process into some tech that's not necessarily designed to do that or doesn't do it the way that you would like it to be done, okay? So please, please, please process first. Get a piece of paper write down all the steps, then walk away for a while, then come back, then look at each step and put some bullet points under each step going, okay, actually this step is two parts. Then this step actually is five detailed parts. Then keep doing that and then walk away and then come back and look at it again and go, is there more detail I could add? Just keep doing that. Then when you have like your process worked out to the atomic level, now you know what you need. And now you can you can start looking for your tech. Okay. All right. That's all I'm going to um, say about that. So let's, let's look at some examples. So I mentioned that the examples I would talk about would be blogging and podcasting. They're pretty similar um, in terms of my my system, my blogging system, my podcasting system. Um, so I do consider blogging to be like my system and here's why. So blogging is my system. Here are the processes that have to happen to make that system effective. Um, so there is planning. So I have to come up with ideas and this, and this is for blogging and podcasting. There's 
the planning process. So what the hell am I going to write about or talk about? What am I going to, what nugget am I going to impart to y'all today? Um, And it has to be strategic, right? Because I can't just randomly toss stuff out. I want to try to make it, you know, make it fit together. Um, If there are certain things that I want to talk about at certain times of the year, I have to make sure those are scheduled for the appropriate times. Or if I have some sort of campaign and I want to put out content leading up to that campaign, like it's, I'm not just throwing out topics willy-nilly, hopefully, (laughs) most of the time. Sometimes, sometimes it's just like, there's this thing I really want to talk about. Here you go. Um, And it doesn't really fit anywhere, but I can't help myself. So planning, there's a planning process. Um, Then there's kind of an admin process. And so what I mean by admin, it's, you know, like making folders, creating documents, setting things up in my project management software, like the kinds of things, it's not marketing, it's not actually related to creating the content, it's just the stuff that has to be put in place to make it easier to create and manage and market. So planning, admin, then the actual content creation. So for a blog, obviously that's going to be writing and research. For um, BSing with Brandy, it is recording this video slash audio, depending on how you're how you're absorbing this. Um, and then for both, there could be some editing, there could be some research involved. So there's the content creation. Then there is graphic design because all of my content has some sort of graphic or graphics associated with it. Um, so there's that piece. Then there is the the website piece. So these all go up on my website. That's a whole thing. Um, then these get delivered via email. That's a whole email marketing piece. And then there's a social media piece because these get promoted on social media and not only promoted when they are first published, but then they are turned into evergreen content. So you could even argue that there's two social media processes, the the new promotion um, and then the evergreen promotion. So I have like eight or nine processes when I do one blog or one podcast. It's a very, it's, a, it's an involved system, right? Um, and so when you're out there going, oh, I would like to blog, um, if you've never blogged before, if you're short on time and you're like, oh, so-and-so blogs three times a week, so I'm going to do that too. I say to you, in all kindness, good effing luck. <laughs> because there are so many pieces. Now, I'm not saying you have to do everything that I do. Um, you know, like the writing part is pretty mandatory if you're going to be blogging. Um, and you wouldn't be blogging if you weren't going to put it up somewhere, whether that be on social media or on your website or just in an email. So you don't have to do all of those things, but there are still some steps you have to do. And a lot of people, when they've never done it, done something before, they don't realize how involved the process is or how many other pieces of the puzzle actually make a complete picture. Um, so... I've got my blogging system, my podcast system. Then there's all those processes that make up that system. 
And then within each process, there's a workflow, right? There's, here's the tools to make this happen. Um, here's where some things are automated. The other thing I want to mention too, let's pause for a second on the example. When it comes to turning your processes into workflows, the definition that I read to you um, was really specific talking about, uh, let's go back to that for a second. Um, a workflow is a set of technologies and tools. So there might be certain things that you can't, that you can't automate, right? Um, and so there are going to be things in your process that you have to do. And so for me, I have to write the blog post. I have to record this video uh, or this audio. Obviously, if you were hearing someone else or seeing someone else like do this spiel, it would be like, what the hell? BSing with Brandy, but it's somebody else. Wouldn't make any sense, right? So there are certain things that you have to do as the content creator, as the business owner. Um, as the subject matter expert, whatever it is, then there are things that you can automate. And so things that can be automated are going to be, um, you know, like publishing, you can schedule something, you have to put it on your website, but then you can schedule it to be published at a certain date and time. Um, you... If you're doing email marketing, you could, you still have to get your email up there, but you can schedule it so that it goes out at a certain time. And then even within your email, um, you can have certain automations around it. So maybe only certain people get it based on tags, or maybe after they open it, something else happens. So you can automate some of those things. And then again, social media, yeah, you have to get it up there but you can schedule it to go out and it can go out once. It can go out multiple times, um, for podcasting. Like I put my podcast up in one place, the distribution of it is automated. So I don't have to upload it to like Apple podcasts, to Google podcasts, to Spotify. I put it in one place and it goes to all those other places. So there's some stuff that's automated. Then there's stuff that maybe can't be automated or can't be automated right now. And if that is stuff that you don't have to do, you can outsource that. So when it comes to um, blogging, there is me and three other of my team members involved. And so I do some of those processes, they do some of those processes. Because if there's stuff that I don't have to have my fingers in, somebody else can do it just as well and you know either just as fast or faster then that's great because I wouldn't be able to put out weekly content if I had to do all of those steps all the time and um there was a point like total honesty there was a point where I was putting the content out once a week and I was doing all the things but I wasn't making enough money because I had all this free time where I wasn't doing revenue generating things. If I tried to do all of these steps now, you guys would get content maybe once a month because more and more of my time is spent with clients actually making money. Um, 
so that um, that's why you can start off doing all the things and then gradually automate and outsource because you you want to put your focus to getting to the point where you're not spending so much time on those things that aren't making you money. And so for me, the actual writing of the blog post, the actual recording of BSing with Brandy, because those things are direct marketing tools. It's valuable content that I can use over and over again. I might have a call to action that's promoting a certain thing, whether it be my service or um, like something that I'm, some program that I'm partnering with that I really love. Those are those valuable assets for my business mixed in with sales. So it's sales and marketing all together. The rest of it, I don't need to do. And so that's why when it comes to workflows, let's get back to the examples now. So workflows, part of my workflow is automated. Part of it is outsourced. So you could argue that maybe I have I have a process and some pieces have workflows. I like to look at it as it's all workflows and it's it's automated partially by technology and partially by my team members. <laughs> um, so is there is there anything in your business? I would love to hear um, just you know put a comment below anything in your business that you have systematized that you're really proud of. I think for me, the blogging and the podcasting systems that I have set in place, I am particularly proud of. I've spent a lot of time um, developing and perfecting and tweaking them, and they're always in process. I always, you know, reach out and say, hey, could is there a better way that we could do this? Um, but it's consistent, and you guys get content every week. Um, if there is something in your business that's not systematized and you wish it was, I would love to hear that too. Like for me, um, some examples of things that maybe aren't um, so well developed, uh, my client onboarding, because I don't, I tend not to have a lot of like small one-off clients. So I don't onboard clients a ton um, because once they they onboard, they tend to stick around a long time, which is awesome. Um, but then of course, when I have a new client onboarding, I can already see my process is already a little bit outdated. <laughs> so that's one that I would like to get um, more in place that I would like to work on. So it's not that my business is like 100% perfect. There's always things that I would like to do better or that um, need to be done better. So definitely let me know if you have any of those things in your business that you're either really proud of or that you wish you could do better. But that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it over at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I not a why. Um, And you can also find the show notes and links to any resources 
that I mentioned today, including tools or um, articles or other um, podcasts and things that I have mentioned. So while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. You might be watching the video version of this on Facebook, but if you go over to bsingwithbrandy.com, you'll see the podcast player there and you can subscribe to get future episodes on a lot of the um, main platforms, like I mentioned before, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, stuff like that. Um, If you use it, I am probably on there. Um, Otherwise, I wish you all the best getting shit done this week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.